This is the ESPC podcast. In this podcast, I give you a glimpse of what to expect at the European SharePoint Office 365 and Azure Conference 2017. This year, the ESPC is held in the beautiful city of Dublin, the land of Guinness, the Trinity College and the band U2, of course. The first day of the ESPC is packed with eight full-day tutorials. One of the tutorials is about design, deploy and configure a stable and performant SharePoint 2016 farm. I asked Hokan, a Microsoft Regional Director from Belgium, if it really takes only one day to set up a complete SharePoint 2016 farm. Well, um, that's a really um, good question, but it all depends uh, about um, people. Um, it's actually people with their culture. If you have an organization who um, is new, like a startup, and is cloud-driven mentality, then um, you may have... Um, only needed one day to set up a farm. Um, it all depends what kind of um, things you need to do with the SharePoint farm. It can be a development farm. It can be a non-production farm. It can be a small testing farm. It can only take one day. But if you need to do a real production environment with Office Online Server, with workflow um, engines behind that, if you need any SQL Server cluster environment, well, then it can take a lot, a lot of time to set up a SharePoint Server 2016. I said it all depends about culture. Why did I say that? It's because people who are already cloud ready in their mind, in their culture, um, it's easy for them actually to move um, and to create stuff in Office 365 or Azure. You have now templates in Microsoft Azure, which uh, is now uh, extremely easy to create a SharePoint farm. It's a template, if I'm not wrong. You mm. can just select your template, hit on a few parameters, and bam, that's it. You have your SharePoint farm already there. If you want to use SharePoint Online as a service, then you have Office 365. It's matters of minutes of creating a SharePoint Online environment. I said this culture, if your organization culture is like, we want to stay on-prem, we want to have everything in our data center, it's perfectly possible, but you have to know how more you want to have in your own data center, how more you have to do and configure in your data center for yourself. Mm -hmm. During the full day uh, tutorial, uh, you talk about a new concept called server roles. Can you explain what it exactly means for SharePoint farm administrators? Okay, definitely. Well, it's more um, the minerals, um, actually. Uh, with the announcement of SharePoint Server 2016, Microsoft announced the minerals. Um, ju just before we talk about minerals, we have to go and look back with topologies and architectures in SharePoint 2010 and 2013. We, basically, administrators, architects, with SharePoint Server topologies, we could do anything that we wanted to do. Like, every organization had its own architecture topology. Every administrator could run, manage metadata, user profile service application, the search, the front-end caching on any server that they wanted to do. This basically meant for Microsoft or for any other consultant who wanted to work for SharePoint that they could have um, specific architectures per customers per organizations. Um, this was good because it was flexible. I could do anything I wanted to do on the server I wanted to do. But this was also bad because it brings a lot of complexity on SharePoint topologies and architectures. With SharePoint Server 2016, now we have to specify a role on a machine. Like you may not today 
say like this machine can do user profile search, disputing caching and front end. It's not possible anymore. You have to say if you are using the mineral topologies, like this machine is dedicated for search or this machine is dedicated for the caching engine. With SharePoint 2016, we had four roles defined, the search application, front-end, and caching. And we could also have the special form where we could have actually every role within as SharePoint 2013 and 2016. Uh, 2010 and 2013, not 16. The, the bad thing with that is um, you had to deploy a lot, a lot of servers so what Microsoft did is listen to feedback, and they said, like, with, with Feature Pack 1, you may now combine roles. So you needed four servers, each of one, search, caching, front-end, and application, to be supported by Microsoft. But having four servers doesn't mean that you're high available. So you needed to have duplicate your infrastructure, meaning that you needed at least seven or eight machines to be high available. If you add SQL Server, Office Online Server, your uh, workflow engines, and blah, 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 and, and, and applications and add-in service on it, it could be like more than 16 servers only for production. Mm-hmm. And if you add just your qualifying user acceptance and development machines, it makes a lot, a lot of service. So what Microsoft did is with the Feature Pack 1, combined roles, as I mentioned. Now, if you install the Feature Pack 1, you may have a machine which combines the front-end and distributed cache, and you may have another server which has the search and application, which basically means that only with four servers you may have a high available SharePoint 2016 form. This is what actually mean roles means, defining roles to your machines and only using that roles on that specific machines. Microsoft SharePoint will configure for you every service instance if you run search he will automatically configure search service application not the application but the search service for you there inside so they make it they made it a lot easier now well absolutely if you if you look like if you only have to deploy um, your role on your machine um, take the example of the caching engine um, you have your distributed cache configured on your machine. It has the intelligence of Office 365. With SharePoint Server 2013, when you leave it by default, the caching, it only uses 10% of the total amount of memory. So if you have a machine of 10 gigabytes of RAM, it will only use 10% of for the distributing cache. Mm-hmm. But with SharePoint Server 2016, it will use 80% of the half of the memory, which means that you'll be like on 4 gigabytes, not on 1, but 4 which is like crazy because you don't have to do anything and you already benefit of the intelligence of Office 365 in your own data center. It is easy to configure, easy to deploy, and it is flexible now with the feature pack one, which was not the case by default. We were talking about uh, SharePoint 2016 at Ignite. They announced SharePoint 2019. What do we already know about it? Wow, um, not a lot. Um, It has been announced, that's true. Uh, we have seen only once, well, two slides. One was the announcement, um, like the Office 2019, which has Office 2019, Exchange Server 2019, SharePoint Server 2019, and Skype Server 2019. Um, I've been assisting to a, um, a session of Bill Bear, uh, who said um, the TAP is open, so you may go uh, register yourself and be on the pre-release program of SharePoint 2019. And he also said, like, um, 
it's going to bring Office 365 closer to us and we are going to be closer to Office 365. It was like a strange sentence, but basically what he meant is like it's going to be the foundation of Office 365, which comes in our data centers. Yeah, so the on-premise and the cloud is uh, getting close to each other now. Absolutely, that's what he mentioned. And I remember when Jeff Tipper made his keynote, he said like they are trying to bring every Office 365 stack uh, like Flow, Power Apps, etc., to on-premises. It's not an easy job. They try, but what they could confirm, like his modern team sites, they'll come on-premises. Um, uh, communication sites, they're working on it. Hub sites, it was too early to say anything, but they are confirmed to do mm-hmm. and bring uh, a lot of modern experiences from Office 365 to SharePoint Server on-premises. Okay. So tomorrow the conference really starts. We have three days packed with interesting sessions uh, about Office 365 and SharePoint. What are you looking forward to the most? um, Two things. Firstly is um, content. Like if I go to European SharePoint conference, it's really to to learn and and share. And, and, you know, um, you have a lot, a lot of things that you could learn at ESPC from from Office 365 to stacks of Office 365, like Flow, Power Apps, Deep Diving Groups, uh, on integrations with other services, etc., etc. That's the first thing. But the second thing, the most important is connections. Like um, everybody from all around Europe are coming to ESPC and you know you have a lot of time on the sponsors booth and in sessions and even after the parties to to have a talk to, to meet new people and and learn about their experiences and sharing experiences is for me the most where I'm looking for have fun at the conference <laughs> the following days and uh, I'm sure we we will meet uh, somewhere at the sponsor uh, booth oh, wonderful thank you well I hope to see you tomorrow This was the ESPC podcast. Stay tuned for more news about the conference tomorrow.